In 10 months, she was able to get off her 11 mental health medications. Do you want to know how she did it? Welcome to the Overcoming PTSD podcast. My name is Kayleen, and I'm so excited to share something really, really special with you today. This is an interview that I did with one of my clients just a couple of weeks ago. And in this interview, you're going to hear her story from her rock bottom to full recovery. You're going to hear her go from feeling like a zombie with no energy, spending no time with her family, nonstop physical anxiety and chest pain, and taking 11 mental health medications. You're going to hear her tell that story from going from that point to having energy to pursue her hobbies, spending time and actually enjoying time with her family and laughing, truly laughing, having no anxiety and no chest pain, and most importantly, taking zero mental health medication. So I'm going to let you hear it from us and hear it from her. I hope you enjoy this interview and we'll dive right in. Hi, Bonnie. I was in a different waiting room. (laughs) Okay. I was like, I clicked in a couple of times and thought, I better click back out and try again in case I'm hanging out somewhere I'm not supposed to be. (laughs) The calendar automatically made you like your own personal meeting room. And I didn't know that when I set everything up. So I made like a standing meeting room. So I was in the other meeting room because I was like, it's only three minutes. But I was like, Bonnie's not usually late like that. (laughs) She's probably in the other room. So (laughs) yeah, it's at least we can do them. I'm still trying to figure them all out too. So all this Zoom <laughs> stuff. <laughs> so it's so so cool that we are able to do this. It's it's unbelievable, and for the most part, it goes off mainly without a hitch, and it's very user friendly. It's I remember the first time I got on Zoom, I was like overwhelmed with it, mm-hmm. and it's now it's like there's still some things, but it's it's so nice to be able to to do this. I know when we started the wolf pack, I was like watching tutorials and study and stuff. I'm like, oh, what if I do something wrong? And because I usually I did Zoom with like no camera <laughs> and things. And yeah. I type everything in. So <laughs> I'm a long way. But uh, no, I thought, well, I did get I thought I had Brad, Brad's thing at 2.30 and I'm like, oh, I hope we're done by then. <laughs> I officially graduated. You did. Yay. Congratulations. He's obsolete now. I said, uh, Brad, you're obsolete. I don't Brad, know. I no longer need you. I'm still waiting for that day, but <laughs> Bonnie, that's awesome. Congrats. You guys have been doing awesome, awesome work together. He's been working with, I think like four or five people and he does most of them on Mondays, kind of back to back to back. And he loves Mondays like they're slammed for him but like is he comes home and he is so excited and he's just like everyone is doing so well and like here are the things that I learned that like we need to update for the next program and like different things like that and he he really shares exactly who is doing what or whatever you know he kind (laughs) of keeps that private so I'm always like kind of guessing but um it's awesome Bonnie just first of all thank you so much for for jumping on and being willing to do this I'm uh, we, we recorded our podcast this morning and we were talking about these, these interviews and like how truly important and like impactful they can be in there. You know, it's just like person to person. That's all that it is. And like I, other people need to just see other people doing this. And it's, it's just so powerful. And you've done so much amazing, amazing work specifically in the last couple of months, but, um, but I'm, I'm just so, so proud of you. So thank you out the gate for, for being willing to do this. That's what I was telling Bill. I said, you know, it's it's instead of me having to sit here and do like the testimonial 
it's actually kind of nice to have a back and forth. So I've got somebody to talk to <laughs> instead of the camera. So that makes it nice too. Yeah, that's exactly it. it takes the pressure off it just we can just have a conversation which is really nice uh last week brad and i were in different states so i was in florida and he was in uh where, where do we live rhode island right on on monday and uh he couldn't do the podcast for some reason last monday and i was like okay like i'll do it by myself and i was like doing it i'm like this is so boring by myself <laughs> like it's so nice to be able to have that back and forth and it's it's amazing how many things kind of come up in conversation and it's it's a it's a great way to do it. So this is awesome. Uh, before we jump in, one of the things, if you don't mind, I'd love to read uh, your, what you wrote in your, because I am I was just like, so. When my I my mouth long. <laughs> it's, it's just so good. Um, or I'll just touch on like a few different things and then we can like dive into to however you want to kind of talk about these things. But um, you know, you shared, like, I've had so many wins and breakthroughs. So the question that I asked in the, like, it's not so much an application is just like to give us each other's information and make right. sure we're on the same page. Right. And so the question that I kind of asked there was, you know, what do you want to like talk about during the meeting? Basically what wins, right. This is all about wins and progress. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Bonnie shared, right. I've had so many wins and breakthroughs since joining in January, which I was thinking about the other day that you just joined in January and, I believe it was yeah. the second or third week of January. I'm pretty sure it was the second week of January yeah. because I did a launch for the first time ever. We did, this was my first experience on Zoom. This was terrifying. I did a live training, a live webinar on Zoom with other people there. And you, that was kind of an enrollment that we did. And then you reached out, I think like a week later or something. And, and you joined and th that's just amazing. Cause then you were able to join BTU live, which is super, super cool. Um, yeah. So since joining in January, right, it's November. So just 10, 10 and a half months ago, yeah. I started with being reminded that I had self-worth and deserved happiness. Learning the recovery tools was the first step to calming my mind and becoming aware of the negative things I was bringing into my life on a constant basis. I began to understand that my past chaotic behavior was a symptom of my PTSD, but not my true self. From there, I was able to start working through the past and begin to let go. I've learned to be aware of my thoughts and triggers. I can now flip the negative thought into something positive. I'm learning how to work my way to the root cause of triggers and reprocess past memories correctly. I no longer sit around in a stupor all day, avoiding anyone, including family. I'm able to spend family time with no panic, anxiety, or shame. I keep up with general housework, but I don't let it stress me out if something isn't finished. I love that line so much. I can't even tell you. Like that to me is like the epitome of healing. Like you're still a human being and like you do your best and like, but you're human and sometimes things don't get done and it's okay. And that is like the very best thing. Um, so don't let it stress me out. Something isn't finished. My routines are better. My attitude is positive and full of hope. I wake up looking forward to my day instead of trying to just survive until the day is over. I laugh, real laughter. I'm off medications. I'm sober after years of numbing the anxiety with alcohol. In less than a year, I found joy again in planting a garden, walking my dog in the woods and playing with my grandkids. I no longer have constant chest pains, headaches from stress. I sleep without nightmares and flashbacks. I've made healing time a priority and I'm now going for days and even weeks without PTSD controlling my life. I have clear thoughts, energy, and motivation. There's so many wins. I'm getting to feel excited about who I am becoming. I mean, that statement is just so packed with so many different things. 
And I think just the, the one, one thing I just want to say to you, Bonnie, is like, congratulations. And I know I keep saying this and you're going to hear me keep saying this on Q and A's and anytime that you're here and that you share, you earned all of that. Like you spent the last 11 months really working that you worked the program, you crushed it. You got involved full force, right? So you got enrolled and then you got involved. You got involved in all the live things that we offer. You then stepped up even further, right? From being involved in the live stuff that I was teaching to continue on. You created this, this group within a group, this wolf pack group and lead that group. And, and then, you know, you've continued to step up to the plate and really swing and, and hit home runs because, you know, then Brad offered coaching and there you were right on top of things. You showed up, you did the work. I mean, you just absolutely crushed it. So congratulations, Bonnie, because you've really, really earned it. Makes me all weepy when I think about it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, when somebody else says that it's like, yeah, wow. Um, but it, that was it. You know, the more I dug in, the more progress I saw. When I stayed connected, it kept me moving forward with it. And I think all the, especially the live and the Q&As and the interaction keeps us connected with it. It's a lot harder to set it aside to do something else when nobody's there a couple of times a week going, take action, take action. <laughs> <laughs> Making so. you type it in the chat box there, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I really do think that helped with the connection um, and the momentum and in the community itself too, you know, connecting with people on there and understanding that PTSD is such a lonely place because Unless somebody's going through it, they have no idea what you're dealing with. I mean, you don't even know half the time what you're dealing with. So to be able to talk to other people and hear other people struggling and hearing them make, you know, progress really pushed. And uh, and then, yeah, it's been 10 months and I dug in, dug in, but it's because I was so sick of living like that. And once you get a little taste of it, it's like, yeah, give me the buffet. (laughs) So, And it made it, I could see difference. The more I did the work, the more difference I could see. And like, even now this working with Brad, how much that amped up what I was already doing. And, you know, until I could say, well, Brad, I don't need you anymore. (laughs) <laughs> and, and that, you know, I know that's your goal is for us to be able to say, we, we got it. I understand it. I'm feeling good finally. And, but to be able to stay connected, because I was like, I'll be in the Q and A. She won't get rid of me yet. <laughs> so, I'll never get rid of you, Bonnie. So, but yeah, just like when I was going over the questions last night and I'm like, wins. Oh man you know, and the list just kept going. And um, I mean, just so many changes, so many changes. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I just told him today, I said, I actually, I am, I'm having to dig for things that make me feel bad. I, I can't like, they're not, I'm not living it. It's not here. So I actually have to go in and really work to find something 
to work on. So to me, that's progress. I mean, it's, I just feel like a different person. And uh, it's so unbelievable, Bonnie. And like the way that you said it, like specifically with the community, you know, like even you, like when you're in the depths of it, like PTSD, trauma, like even you don't know what's going on. Like how could people who've never experienced that possibly know what's going on, right? And like, of course we want no one to experience that. And at the same time, it's really nice to have people that get it, that understand you at some level, which is so, so interesting because, you know, in that group, we all have this common thread, which is PTSD, which is trauma. Even though, you know, you don't necessarily know what each and every person has been through, you have this foundation together. And I, I will share with you the first time when I read your, your application, when I read that, like that, it made me cry. It just like the amount that you've, you've won and the amount that, of work that you've put in. And that's one of the things that I wish I could just like grab people by the shirt and just like, look at them and just tell them like, just do the work. Yeah. If you do the work, you get the results. It's like, it's so simple, like logically and I also love how you said, like, you get greedy, right? You want more and more. And, and yeah. that's how it is. And like, I just, you know, just start, just start, just take a step. You don't have to, you know, take leaps and bounds, just take a step. And you're going to start to see that progress fairly yeah. quickly. Well, and I think in the beginning, that is like, the steps are small. Like, it's not like, oh, you go in there and you're like, boom, you got to start working on this right now. I mean, just the recovery tools, working with those put me in a mindset. Like, I was able to calm down things in order to even think about what I, like, what is in my head? When the triggers are hitting you, you're not thinking anything. And so just being able to get in that calm place and have myself calm down, people don't understand how important that is. Now, I know some people probably start and they're like, what is this? This is not what I wanted to work on, but it made all the difference to do that and to do the mindset. And one of the first things, because I know you had asked, what was turning points? For you and one of the first things that I remember hearing you say was would you treat your dog <laughs> the way you treat yourself and I was like wow yeah I wouldn't treat anybody the way I talk to myself and things and that really stuck with me every time I would start the negative crap in my head and um so that was, that was a big thing. And the other one was, you know, when you have PTSD and you have done some really crappy things in your life. And so you're lugging around all that baggage from the shame and guilt and, you know, embarrassed and you've embarrassed your family and, and things like that. And when you said PTSD, the behaviors are how did you put the behaviors are like having a cold and the behaviors are your symptoms. I'm not supposed to cry while we're doing this. You're okay. It was like, it was, 
like it just released something in me, not that I wasn't responsible for them. And that's not what you say. It's not that you aren't responsible. Yes, you did them and you have to take responsibility, but it wasn't you. And that turned everything around for me because half of what I dealt with for so long was feeling guilty and ashamed didn't want to go places where anybody remembered me being there. And, um, you know, just the person, like, not even embarrassing things, but I was such a miserable person that, you know, you don't want to be around anybody because you're so negative all the time. And um, so those things that those really clicked with me. And so people that don't, they look at the beginning of the program and they don't think, well, these aren't important things. Let's get to the nuts and bolts. They are important because then when you get that mindset, you can start letting go of so much that's like in your way before you can even get to the root of anything else. So that's my two cents on that. (laughs) That's amazing, Bonnie. And thank you so, so much for sharing that because those are like, those are two really big moments, right? That like, those are two that really resonate with me too. If I had to like pick out some of my favorite moments in the program, those are two of uh, the best, like the, would you treat your dog this way? Cause that like for most people, especially people who like have so much self-hate, like, and our dog people (laughs) specifically, uh, they're just like, dang, like, dang like you don't you don't really truly like see that Mm -hmm. and the I love the comparing the you know the symptoms of a cold to the symptoms of PTSD because like that those two things actually align very closely right because you have those things you do those things we'll call it a sneeze right a lash out whatever it is and then you kind of circle back to that negative thinking and that self-hate and stuff like that and so they, they do very much go hand in hand and they're they're really, really powerful moments and powerful things for people to see and understand that like, you know, you don't blame someone for sneezing, but you do ask them to cover their nose, you know, like it, there's some responsibility involved, but like, I mean, especially nowadays, like you don't want to be sneezing, right. But you want to take the right measures. You don't have to feel guilty for sneezing. Um, So that's, that's really special. And that's awesome, Bonnie. I love hearing about turning points because, and I'll, I'll ask you one more. And I know we're not like even kind of following our questions here and we totally can Um, specifically about turning points. Do you feel like, and you, you certainly don't have to share it if you don't want to, do you feel like you had a turning point you know, for a lot of people, they have a turning point, like when they enroll in the program, that's like a pivotal kind of moment for a lot of people where mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I'm going to take this jump. I'm going to take this leap. I'm going to lean into this. Or like you, you had said, like, I got so sick of living like that. Do you remember like a, a moment for you where you were like, something needs to change? Before I saw the post with your video on it, I had just gone through trying to go on medications again and they actually made me worse and I had gotten through the holidays and things, but um, it was like, okay, I survived, I survived. And then all the emotions that I had been holding on to, my mom had passed. There were just a lot of things all 
hit me. And I didn't know what to do with them at all. So I pretty much was sitting around in a chair like a zombie. Just the medicines didn't work. The therapy's not working. My husband said, I don't know how to help you. And I'm like, well, I don't either. (laughs) I really don't. And I watched your video and you could have been telling my story. When I listened to you saying, I'm laying on the kitchen floor, I've got holes in the walls. And I was like, oh my God, it's me. And like, there was very little doubt in my mind at that point when I could see you and you certainly weren't still laying on the floor and things. And I could see you, I was like, okay, maybe we can do this. And the thing was, you know, invest in it. What do I have to lose? What have I spent on therapy? What have I spent on medications? What have I lost in my life? How can you not try it? So, yeah, that just, and it, it was probably, I think I listened to videos like back to back for the first couple of days. And I just felt a shift. And I think a part of that was the recovery tool. Like when I could calm myself down and actually like focus on me for just a little bit. And when I could see that, I was like, I, I still can do this. I can get it settled down. And And then I did a lot of butterfly hugs for quite a while. But yeah, it was just kind of for so long, so much was in your head. You couldn't focus like you. You aren't even in yourself. It's just you're kind of outside and your life's going and you don't know what to do with yourself. So the recovery tools just right in the beginning. Helped me to settle down and years ago when I was real bad medication did that for a little bit and I was able to start um start into some programs and things like that but the none of the programs were PTSD oriented they were to help you get yourself together they were to help you with mindset and things but it was basically a band-aid because it wasn't healing anything. And the same thing with therapists, you know, yeah, I'd go in and I'd vent and I'd go home and feel a little bit better, but I wasn't getting better because I, it was just put a bandaid on it, go home, take a pill, go home. At one time I was taking 11 pills a day for mental health. So 11 pills a day. I, since January have been off of everything but sleep meds and I am now off the sleep meds and I've closed out my case finally (laughs) I was afraid you know I've kind of been like don't want to close it out what if I need it again and you don't want to go through all that again But 
after the last time I went to see her, I know we had talked in Q and A's and I'm like, I really feel like I'm okay. I can let this go. And so last week, I think it was last week, I was supposed to have my last appointment. I had to reschedule. She had to reschedule. I was like, it's okay. I'm done. I don't need to come back. So Bonnie, that's (laughs) wishy-washy, but yeah, it's amazing. (laughs) I mean, truly all of this, like, in in 11 months and i think kind of what's cool about your timing through this is you had holidays and then now for a lot of people for better or for worse holidays are a challenge right even Mm -hmm. if it's just routines and schedule wise it's just chaos right and so like right after the holidays you're able to kind of like really start crushing this taking action and now like seeing yourself that's sometimes how I compare myself like year to year right every year around my birthday is when I set goals and like okay who do I want to be in this next year so little cues in like our our life can you know sometimes do that and holidays are one specifically that you know I reflect on like what was it like last year or two years or 10 years ago you know you kind of think about different things like that and I think that's kind of interesting that you have that timing or you had that timed in a, like a really interesting way where it's like starting just after and then like really just getting to this point um, as we're kind of approaching that season again is just really special and really powerful so thank you for sharing that and and all that you did, right? And the the recovery toolbox tools, they're amazing. They really are amazing. And it's it's interesting because, you know, some people do like, they'll start the program and be like, ah, like some people just want to go fast and like, just want to like mm-hmm. skip right to the processing and like, let's get to the dirty work. And like, I love those people with all my heart and I'm one of those people. And like, you just got it. You ha- like the mindset work, the tools, they set you up for success. It starts you with these little wins and you start building these muscles and these new neural pathways and different things like that. So um, it's, it's a really kind of a, a cool process. And I'm, I'm glad that you had some of those moments and congrats on being kind of close with that chapter of your life. That's, it's pretty wild. Um, 11 is a pretty wild number of medications to be on. And I love the way that you describe, you know, some of those things. And it's, it's so like, it's so sad to me. And at the same time, like, this is one of the reasons I want to do this is like hearing very, very similar experiences again and again, like meds don't help. And like therapy is a band-aid, right? I love the word that you use or like I've been in other programs and they're a band-aid and it's like, it's, it's so sad. And at the same time, what I want people to hear is like, hear your story in these stories. And you mentioned the story that I share when I do live trainings, which is like kind of my rock bottom story. Um, Mm -hmm. my rock bottom journey, I call it versus like a story, right? There's not like traumatic details, but I shared the journey and that resonates with so many people, the holes in the walls, you know, throwing things like all of that. And it's, it's, again, it's so sad, but it's also so special because it's just nice to know, like you mentioned at the beginning here, like the community of people that we have in the program, like there are other people out there that have done this, that are doing this, that are struggling with this. Like it, it, it is a lonely journey, but it doesn't have to be anymore. Like we live in this world now where we can do live things on Zoom and we can be in the same group and communicate from different time zones and different countries. And, and that I think is so special because that's something that I searched for, you know, when I was at rock bottom, I searched for, I remember Brad saying like, why don't you try some like groups? And I was like, yeah, but boys, some of them. Yeah. And the groups on Facebook are bad. Yeah. That, that is a big thing with this program is the positive 
community. It's not, oh, come on, let me tell you, my story is worse than your story. I can tell you, yeah, you know. Um, and I think that's hard for people with PTSD because, you know, you need positivity. You need somebody telling you good stuff. You get into those groups and it pretty much makes you think you're, you're done. You're not ever going to be better. And um, so, and I know you said you hesitated to even do the program because of that, you know, have groups, the Facebook groups, but it is, I mean, it has to be the loneliest feeling. Like you can't, your family can't understand it. They're seeing you just be this, off the wall, walk on eggshells. You never know if they're getting Jekyll or Hyde here, you know, and you, they don't understand it. So you just slowly isolate yourself more and more and more, which is the worst thing we can do, but you don't know what else to do. And so by having the community and knowing other people are walking that road and they don't think you're crazy, it, it makes a huge difference in being able to connect with people and also being able to lift other people up instead of always focusing on you. You know, we, we tend to do that. We kind of get into our own thing and then you get into the group and the Q and A's and somebody else is struggling. Then you forget about your pity party and you start talking to somebody else. So it, it's a big, a big part of the program, I think. And I would say based on kind of that description, like healing in and of itself, right? Like to be able to lift others up. That was one thing that I, I noticed along my journey is like, there's this certain, like, you can sometimes forget about stuff when you're immersed in something else, right? You can sometimes like, just put that down. Like you could be like so chaotic and like, so obsessing over something. And then like, you see someone drop something. Maybe you see like an old person that lives next door, they drop something. You just like go over to help them pick it up. Like for that instant, that's gone. That thing you're obsessing over is gone. And like you lifted someone else up, you made them feel good and that feels good. And so in that kind of description, the group itself, like you said, I was very hesitant to do it, um, is definitely healing. So that's really, really special. So I, I do want to get into a few, a few questions. Okay. Um, I know I haven't asked you, well, we've just been kind of dialoguing here. Do you want to share quickly, you know, kind of some of the wins? I know I shared what you put in the post. Do you want to share a little okay. bit about some of the wins that you wanted to kind of like jump on here for? Okay. Let's see. My first one, and that was right in the beginning, was just realizing that I was worth fighting for. Yeah, I can try and do this and not get weepy. Um, because at that, it, I was at the point where I didn't feel like that. And um, so just like I said, listening to you and listening to a few of the things just reminded me. So that was, that was kind of like the beginning wind. Um, being able to use the tools and settle my mind down to even be aware of a trigger, like you're aware of it, but you don't know what it is. And once I learned the tools to calm myself and then the tools, like the beliefs, 
and things like that, because there's something that's bothering you. But then it turns out that that really isn't what's bothering you. It's down a few levels that you have to dig down to. And now I recognize that. In fact, I was just talking to Brad about this today. We had a Wolfpack meeting Saturday and there was just, I said to the girls, I'm like, there's something there. I don't know what it is because I've been feeling so good all week. I, I noticed it right away. And in two days, I was like, okay, now I see what it was. And I was able to start working through it. And that has been a big, big thing for me, especially in this past couple of weeks, is recognizing as soon as something starts in my mind or anything, any negative feeling at all, recognizing it and either being able to work it through or it goes on my list and I'm like, okay, that's the next thing you have to work on and figuring out where it came from. So, um, which then starts to make you guys obsolete because, <laughs> because I'm like, I got it now, I got it now. So that was a big, a big win for me. Um, chest pain. And this has been like the last three weeks. I had nonstop chest pain. And with, you know, I've had three heart attacks. Chest pain's a scary thing. And it was just constantly there. And when I did like the protector work and things and work through, there were a couple of, you know, there were a couple of things that were my main triggers that I unloaded for the most part over the last couple of months, but that chest pain was there for so long. And so on top of just having triggers and anxiety, there was more anxiety because I'm like, am I having another heart attack? You know, so it just kind of kept building up, building up. And I have not gone for more than a few days without that until the last couple of weeks, there has been like almost none. So that in itself is a big win for me. I can finally start feeling like, okay, I'm going to survive now and <laughs> I'm going to live. Uh, not thinking, you know, I mean, people wouldn't, I guess you wouldn't look at pain and things like that and think that it's a mental thing, but it was, it really was. And uh, so that was a big, big win. And of course I told you about the medications, um, being with my kids and doing things with the kids, you know, that's probably one of the biggest because I just, I felt embarrassed to be around them. I felt like I was just, um, like I said, negative all the time and family gatherings. And that's what I'm looking forward to this year. Um, the holidays are coming up and I literally would just, I didn't want to see the holidays. I want, you know, in my mind, I want that Hallmark holiday, but we had so many bad holidays. We had so many, uh, not quite sober holidays because 
I was just trying to, to deal with it and not be so crazy and things. So this year is going to be a different kind of holiday with no wine. Uh, yeah, 45 days now, no binge. <laughs> so um, just like feeling good. I'm not in a panic. I'm not, um, you know, the house has to be absolutely spotless, which it never, ever is, but you think it has to be. And things that just would have me miserable before the holiday even comes. So I'm really looking forward to new things for Christmas time and um, being able to, like my daughter will call me and say, hey, do you want to go somewhere? My reaction before would be complete panic. No, I don't want to go. Um, don't have time to go. You know, I never had time, but I had all kinds of time to sit around and mope. And, um, you know, just being able to say yes and do family things again. And I'd lost that. I just, you know, I just felt they had a better time if I wasn't there, you know. And uh, now, you know, we can have a game night and we're getting to that time of the year where we can do game nights again and actually laugh and enjoy it. And yeah, laughing is a big win with PTSD. <laughs> you know, if you can actually laugh and laugh out loud, um, you're making progress. So, so yeah, that there's lots of wins. I can just keep filling those out that is is awesome and a huge testament to like your mindset as well right when I heard you say at the beginning of the the call here today you were just like I started writing wins and I could just keep going and going and going like if I had to guess if I had to make an assumption in January you probably wouldn't have felt that way if I put that question in front of you no so a huge testament to your mindset and I I love what you said about the holidays. One thing I learned this from my trainer, I work out with a group of women and there's a trainer and you know, he says, because we work out, we have, there's so many holidays, so many holidays. There's like so many Monday holidays and we work out on those holidays and I work out at five 30 in the morning. So it's like a very early thing for people. And so some people have those holidays off of work and stuff like that. And, you know, we always show up or like the day before he's like, listen, your health doesn't take a vacation. And he said it the first time and it just, it struck me so hard. Like your health doesn't take a vacation. Your, you know, safety doesn't take a vacation. There are all these things that like, you can't just step away from and ignore, you know, for a day, for a season or whatever it is. And, uh, you know, holidays are an interesting time. You've probably heard me talk about it on the Q and A. I like to use them as a challenge specifically to routines if you can continue to hit your goals and you can adjust them, of course, right? But if you can continue to hit those goals during the holidays, the rest of the year, you got it on lock. Like you totally have yeah. it down. So I think that's super special. I love what you shared about your family and getting that time back and laughing. Like I remember after not laughing for so long, having this like belly laugh, laugh. And I remember Brad and I, like when we had our like first like big laugh together after many, many years, we kind of looked at each other and we were like, weird like we didn't realize it was missing you know and it's it's so so special to have those things so again congratulations bonnie it's just been it's been yeah i've i've had that everybody in the room look at me 
when I laugh because that's like, where did it come from? We haven't seen that in a very long time. Um, and then of course, you know, my flower garden all year and my seedlings, that, that was a lot of my, that was healing for me, but it also, it, it like represented the growth and things. And it was just something that I could enjoy when for years, a garden to me was depressing because it was something I wanted to do, didn't do or did and didn't finish. And this year I was able to be like, no, I'm going to do this. And so what if there's dirty dishes in the sink today? And for a long time, I wouldn't let myself do that. But um, oh, there was something you said about the holidays that made me think, man, it totally flew out of my head. But, hmm. oh, the gratitudes. Yeah, the planner was a big thing because when you first start, it's like, can you even find three things to be grateful for? And just that in itself, when you sit down and every day and you think about it and you go, yeah, I can fill that out real easy. Um when you're in the midst of everything, you don't think there's anything to be grateful for. And so I think that planner is really a big part of the program, like your routine. You have to keep that in front of you. And like me, you know, you have a, a page for goals, <coughs> which I did do, but I also used it for journaling. And, you know, I journaled off and on for years, but nothing steady. And the journal has really helped me go back and recognize, like, one of the things that I just went through working with Brad after we tackled some big things, I was like, okay, so I'm not sure where I need to work right now. And I went back through that journal with a highlighter. And one of the big things that just stared out to me was guilt, guilt. I felt guilty here. There was guilt. There was guilt. So you're putting this thing down. And if you get into routines and do it all the time, you don't even realize you're just kind of putting all your thoughts in there. And then when you go back and look at it, it's it's a good way to see your progress. But it's also a good way to go, oh, that's something that's still standing out. So then that was like our next project to work through. But so it sounds like such a simple thing to fill out the planner every day but it's not it's huge just such a, a big step in like just keeping the whole mindset the way it needs to be yeah and so that's one of those things and a lot of things in the program right them and themselves they're simple the acts are simple the questions are simple like you know it takes a middle school level education to be able to understand for the most part and to be able to like act on the individual things and then, you know, at the same time, the simplicity in those actions, they are the big things. They are the most important things uh, to get those things done. In regards to simplicity, you mentioned there were two things that you mentioned that really struck out to me. One was like, it sounds silly, right? When you're, you're saying like, you know, it doesn't matter if there's dishes in the sink today. These are the two things, dishes in the sink today. And like the house does not have to be spotless for the holidays. Those two things, they, they might sound really, really small, but they're enormous things because they speak to something much, much greater 
And I used to kind of be that way as well. And Brad will probably tell you if you ask him, like I was a total nut, like I, like a neurotic in regards to like, if someone's coming over or whatever, everything has to be spotless, has to be clean. Like I'm going to clean the attic, like just in case, right? You know, and and you, you start to let those things go a lot more and you can start to just really live and you can start to be human and you can, you know, it's, it's not like... It, it, nothing's the end of the world. And you start to see that and you start to get this consistency and know when it's time to say those dishes can stay in the sink and it doesn't matter and choose something different. Um, and when it's time to do them and that's, it's um, super simple, but super special. And you also mentioned that like pain in your chest, you know, it's amazing how many things PTSD affects that we don't even realize. And you said it well, when you said it at the beginning, like when you're going through this, your friends and family can't understand because they've never been through it and you don't even understand. And that's one of those things, like, you don't really see how many things it touches and physical ailments is an enormous, enormous one beyond like, you know, anxiety and depression, right? All of those things are interrelated, a little bit more obvious, but, you know, many people with PTSD also have fibromyalgia or chronic mm -hmm. pain, different things like that. It's like, it all kind of comes together and it's all related. Yeah. So it's super, super special. I know we're, we're I, you probably want to get to the Q and A. Um, <laughs> no Q and A today for you. Did you outgrow Brad's Q and A? Well, if they keep them in there for two hours, I'm good. <laughs> I can catch the tail end. Yeah, we'll we'll let you catch some of it. Um, but, I do have a few more yeah. kind of questions written, if if you don't mind. No. Um, you know, one of the big questions I, I love kind of asking this question is you know, why was doing the work in the program worth those wins? You know, like, you know, better than anyone, right? You're, you're in it and like day to day, right? Days drag, years fly, right? So I'm sure this year in the scheme of things has like really gone fast because all of a sudden we're here in November. And at the same time, it's like when you're in it day to day, like you have to commit yourself and do the work and take the action and show up. And so like, it can be kind of a two-part question if, if you don't mind, but like, why was getting yourself in front of the information and taking, getting yourself to take action worth it? And then beyond that, how do you feel like you were able to continue to put yourself in front of the work and do what we would consider the hard thing, right? The easier thing is to watch TV and have a couple of drinks and take a couple yeah. of pills, right? So how were you able to get yourself to consistently kind of take that action and, and why was that action worth what you have? Um, hmm. How I guess because I could feel a shift right away. Okay. The, as soon as I started working with things, I could, I could just see things differently and that made me want to do more because when you feel like you're not even alive for so long and then all of a sudden you feel a little bit of joy and or you grow that little seed <laughs> that you know things and and you enjoy them it makes you like you feel the hope I think was the big thing. Like when there were just a few things, but they were clicking, you want to do more of it. And, and then, like we said, the, the stuff in the beginning is small stuff, 
but I think that makes you want to get, okay, let's get this small stuff handled and let's get to the big stuff. If you're already feeling a little bit better and a little bit better, and then I found out and you talk about doing the healing vacations and you know, I was lucky enough that I could go to my son's little cottage and, you know, spend some time by myself. And that was breakthrough time. So once you see how much further you can get, I guess it just, it pushes you to want to do more. And, you know, I went so long without having a life. And when you can glimpse it, it's like, you know, that little brass ring on the carousel. And you just, you know, once you feel like this is possible and let's get it done, you know, if that makes sense. sense. <laughs> when, yeah, once I felt like it's working, I didn't want to stop. And there were times when it was like, I had to tell the kids, okay, I'm not there yet. And they're like, kind of eye roll thing, like really, you know, Casey wants to go somewhere today and I have to say, no, I have my BTU class today. And you can just kind of, you're not even in front of them, but you can kind of feel the eye roll, you know? (laughs) And, but I know what it's doing. I can feel it. And the more I take the time now, the better quality of time I'm having later. And I've seen that as I spend time with them. It's good time. I'm not anxious, you know, so I want to keep working and get it healed so that that's always good time. Not, oh, what if something comes up again? And what if I can't handle it? You know, so I guess that's what pushes me. Yes, it's worth it. It's all worth it. My husband sees it every day. And he's, you know, he's even talked to them and said, yes, she's, you know, this is something she needs and it's working. I can see it. And, but they're not here day after day and things. So they don't see the everyday things, but I think they can see some of it when we're doing things together. But yeah, I mean, why would you not want to keep doing it if you can finally have a life that's better than life you've had in years? So does that answer that? For sure, Bonnie. (laughs) That says it all, you know, you being willing to say like, hey, like I am putting this time in for myself and I'm going to be able to give that time back to you in spades, but I'm just not there yet. Like that says it all because- you know, a lot of people really struggle with that idea of like, you, you put this time in for you and it serves you and the people in your life forever more. Right. And it's not a small commitment. Like it is a big commitment. And you're talking about 10 plus months of like putting this work in consistently. And now you're getting to the point where you're starting to say, like, you're saying, okay, like Brad, we're done coaching. Right. And I I know you're going to be on the Q and A's and you're doing this with me, but like, you're starting to get to that point where you're probably going to step away more and more. And that's excellent. That's my favorite part of this. When you fly and leave the nest and just go live your life and be who you are. And like, just, enjoy and then just just get to help people and inspire people like that's the best part of this that's what all of this work is for like you really do get that forevermore and that's really special like I put like two years of unbelievable work in and I have the rest of my life and I know that 
not only that, I have these tools and skills that I otherwise wouldn't have had, you know, and it's, it's really a really special thing. So that says it all, Bonnie, like your commitment to doing this. And you, you saw, you saw the other side of this. You saw, Hey, I'm putting this work in now so that we can have something excellent later. It's hard because you do have to say no to things and it's hard for you. And, you know, and I don't have little kids at home, so I could make a little more time and things, but it's hard to say, oh, maybe today I won't do it. You know, I can put it off for another day, but anytime I did that, I saw the sidestep, you know, so it was like, no, I committed to this and Brad's a good taskmaster for that, you know. <laughs> He's tough, isn't he? I said I was doing 18 hours and I better have my 18 hours. You better. <laughs> so, but no, it it it's probably frustrating and you get to a point where you're making progress, but you you know, you've been putting in a lot of time. And it feels like you're giving up things, but you're not really giving them up. You might for a little while, but what you're going to get on the other end is so much better than it would have been if you're not your best self. And I haven't been my best self for a long time. So I'd rather keep putting the work in and get to that point than, you know, give it up for this or that. And yeah, so... That's beautiful and well, well said, Bonnie. I mean, it's it's amazing to to see that mindset and and hear that mindset. It's just it's so so powerful. I mean, it, it really is to to hear that from you. What I love when we kind of get to this part in the process, like together, is like hearing people hearing the mindset, the mindset, and like the the common mindset that like the group holds, and the common mindset that people who heal hold. And that is one of the key things is like, yeah, it feels like a sacrifice, but it's not really, you have to see what's just around the corner. And for a lot of people, the end is the hardest part where they're like, they really start to get that taste and they're like, great, things are great, but you just have like a little bit left and you've been putting all this work in. So Bonnie, that's, it's fantastic. Fantastic. Well, that's, I just told Brad today. Oh, thank you guys so much for having PTSD, you know, (laughs) (laughs) because where would we be? That is so, so funny. (laughs) No one's ever said that, believe it or not. Um, That is so funny because we, you know, we, one of the things that was kind of pivotal on, on our process, like we had no one to lean on, we had no direction we had each other, which was an absolute blessing. And, you know, one of the things we kind of kept reinforcing in each other is like, this will be a good thing. Like this doesn't feel like it doesn't seem like it, it will be a good thing. You know, it's going to be good for our relationship in the long term, like good for us as parents in the long term, like good for us as people, whatever, not even imagining that we would do something like this with it. Um, but we, you know, we believed that it would be a benefit somehow someday. And that was, really powerful. And some people kind of enter the program and they're like, do I have to believe that this is a good thing? I'm like, no, nope, just take your time. And you don't ever have to get to that point. Um, But typically you kind of do, as you go through the healing, you can look back and say like, Hey, like, look at what I have now. 
maybe not because of trauma, right? Specifically, but because I had to go through this journey, that's like why we call the program broken to unbreakable is that unbreakable piece is like, no, for lack of a better term, normal people don't have these tools, don't have these skills. Normal people struggle in their relationships, struggle with self-esteem. You know, people who haven't experienced extreme pain or trauma. And unfortunately, unfortunately, that extreme pain or trauma or whatever it is that people go through that gives PTSD, that like you need enough pain to drive the action of something needs to change. Most people live at this tolerable level of pain that's just uncomfortable for them. And so the people that heal from PTSD and have PTSD and go through this journey, they get the most amazing lives, the most amazing relationships. Everything is so fulfilling for them because they're far beyond normal because they, you know, like you were mentioning at the beginning here, like I have to dig for things that like I still could possibly work on because you can do that with the tools and skills, uh, whereas they might not be demanding your attention, but they're there. And, you know, now that you have the skills, you should heal them, you know? So it's a really, really powerful thing here. So there are a few more questions, Bonnie, but you know, there, we've kind of covered them in different ways. Is there anything else you want to kind of chat about before we hop off and I cut you loose for the Q and a, if you want to, if you want to go. Um, and if you have questions, that's fine. One thing I did, I know, one thing that you had asked was, um, you know, what about people that are on the fence with the program? What people, what about people that don't believe you can heal? I mean, they can just get inside and listen to the stories because mine isn't the only story. You've got people that have done this and they've come through much more in different ways than I have. And you know, you just, if you don't believe in yourself yet, you got to believe in the program and believe in the process and let it work for a little bit, because what do you have to lose? I mean, what kind of life are you living now? And that was my thing. You know, I'm sitting here like a zombie. I have no interest, no emotion other than just this what do I have to lose? And, and it only took a few weeks before it was already making a difference for me. So yeah, you, you just gotta, what's, what's finding your best self worth. That says it. You probably haven't seen that person in many, many years. Wouldn't it be nice to get to know them again? (laughs) Seriously. And I know that feeling that, that feeling, Bonnie, that you described like that, a lot of people feel that way. And it's, it's hard. And that like line really does say it all. Like, what do you have to lose by trying this? You know, like I know some people are afraid of the hope, right. And they're afraid of like, okay, like if, if I start to feel hopeful and I get hurt again, and it's like, listen, like you don't have to believe in full recovery, just take one tiny step. Just, just try it. You don't even have to believe, right. Just like, just see how it can go. And Bonnie, one of the things I'm sure you're aware of, right? So this past year, I wrote a book on the recovery toolbox tool module, right? Which is all those different tools. And, you know, one of the reasons for that was because they're so easy to implement and they're so powerful when you implement them. And they're kind of the start of the foundation. And, you know, I want people to see like, okay, oh, this gave me a little relief. Okay. If this can give me a little relief, then what's next. I want to start to kind of open that door in their mind. And so I I appreciate you saying that. And it is, it's one of those things. It's like, 
you, you have to lean in a little bit. You know, if, if you're nervous, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. You're stepping out of your comfort zone in some way, shape or form. And there's a quote, I forget who it's by, but like the definition of insanity is doing the same thing mm -hmm. over and over again, expecting a different result. Like what you're right. doing probably isn't working. You know, if you're still in pain after years, decades, whatever it is, if you're still suffering. And so it's like, it's time to try something new. Right. Uh, and leaning into that is really powerful. And, you know, you're leaning into that. I like to think of you're leaning into that with this amazing community of people who like have their hands up ready to catch you. You know, it's like one of those trust fall exercises, but it's not just me. It's not just Brad. You have all people all over the world right there with their hands up, ready to like welcome you to this journey. And it's, it's super cool. And it's super special because it's about you. And at the same time, um, it's about something much bigger, right? Which is just kind mm -hmm. of this, this general world of mental health and general healing and showing people that, showing yourself, right? That you can heal. And it's about your family and your friends and the world. It's just like, it, it's a really kind of beautiful journey. So I appreciate you saying that because a lot of people are on the fence and a lot of people, you know, kind of get to this point where they're like, I just don't know. I've tried so many things. And, and like, that's the reason that we're here, you know, because- you've tried so many things. I was in that same position and they don't work, you know, but there is something that works. Yeah. Well, it's, it's even if somebody joins a program and all they have done is the recovery tools, maybe mindset work, but even the recovery tools, that was more relief than I had gotten from anything. Just being able to control that slam when it hit me that in itself is worth starting into the program you know and getting those tools just to be able to calm yourself down without shoving a pill down your throat without the glass of wine you know because obviously they're not helping you um <laughs> so yeah just the recovery tools alone but and the mindset I mean, people have no idea the garbage they feed themselves every day until you really start picking it apart. And even if that's all the further they get in the program, it's going to change their life. I really believe that, you know, if you can turn that around and then by the time they've turned it around, then they'll understand that the program will work for them. That's so, the thing, right? In it, it it's just like, just get yourself to take that first kind of action. And then it kind of builds from there. And then you start to feel the results. And a lot of people kind of get confused because people will get on interviews or testimonials or whatever. And they'll say like, listen, within the first couple of weeks, I felt better or within the first couple of days, whatever. And people are like, what? Like, no way. And it's like, yes, way. Like that's the way that it's structured is yeah. to immediately get you some relief, some results. And then the mindset work, like that works fairly quickly in regards to, you know, the scheme mm -hmm. of things, right. Talking about like, for some people, it's just so fast. Like the mindset shifts happen so fast for other people, like taking the action, it's going to take, like, you're going to have this little lag of like a week or two weeks, mm -hmm. whatever it is. And then you start to feel it. And like, it, it is palpable. Like you can truly feel it. And it's wild that it can happen in, in weeks. And it, it's not this thing that has to last forever. It's not this thing that has to take forever. That's like the really cool, beautiful part about this. You know, I always say like, if, 
if I were back at rock bottom and I had the program that we have now, if I knew right, everything that I knew now, like I, I think like two to three months, like that would be all that it took for me. Right. And of course there's a, there's a little time does play a role in regards to some things like awareness things, but you know, that's something that again, with the tools and skills I have now, like could be easily kind of expedited and that's pretty wild. You know, it's a pretty wild thing to kind of think about. And you even think about like 11 (coughs) you know, or 10 months, 10 plus months is like such a short period of time in the scheme of things, not even a year. And so uh, I kind of have a question and you might've kind of touched on it earlier. Do you remember like the moment where you believed, or if you had kind of a point where like, you were like, okay, full recovery is possible. Do you remember kind of like a moment is possible (coughs) okay remind me what you think i said because i've had so many things in my head um you had mentioned like oh i think on the webinar when you heard me kind of tell that story where i was on the kitchen floor you had kind of said like oh well maybe this is possible was there like a moment where you were either like this is or or was that the moment where you're like, okay, like you open the door? Well, connecting with you um, and hearing your story was a big thing because I could see you as you are now. And you're telling me you were like me laying on the kitchen floor and holes in the walls. And, you know, so I was like, oh, okay. So that made me very curious to get into things. Um, I think it was before I even started in the processing, it was more as I was able to turn around the mindset and just even be aware of what I was feeling. That was like, you know, you taught us how to look at the beliefs And what is it you're telling yourself day after day after day? And, you know, when you first look at that, you're like, oh, I don't do that. And then you're like, my list got really long all of a sudden. And um, just like being able to feel something and understand where it was coming from and trace it back. um, I think that's the point when I could understand it. Like I could understand where it wasn't just one big thing. It was all these little things. And even like there, there were things that I thought of that were in my past past that I didn't even know that I remembered, let alone that it was a painful thing for me. But that's when I really felt like, okay, I'm getting a handle on this and I can do this. So Um, but now, especially now when I can go for weeks and I'm not having any anxiety over things, if there's a small thing that comes up, my mind grabs it right away. And it's like, Oh, something isn't right. And I can, you know, and I can't always just in that second, but, um, sit down and, and think about it and go, okay, what was I doing? 
what was I watching? Who was I talking to? And be like, oh, there it was. And if you can do that, you know, that's all you got to do. You got to just put it through there. A lot of things are just things you need to remember. And I mean, some things are just, I had to remember and cry. Um, just have emotions that I couldn't for so long, there was no time to have emotions. And so, yeah, I think after I got the mindset and understood the beliefs and um, like how to turn things around was when I knew I was on the right track. Like when I could tear it down and see all the different pieces and be like, okay, so there's your problem there. Then I knew I was kind of on the way up. So that's powerful, yeah. right? All that mindset work. It's so interesting because that's, there's so many big shifts that happen there. And it's like, you know, we put that work on paper, but it's all happening up here, right? You're building this awareness. Basically all that it is, is knowledge and learning how to kind of gather that data from yourself and like get that knowledge from yourself. Because what's cool, I think about the journey is that like, like we give you the tools and skills and like the roadmap and, you know, everything to follow. But like you also, you have all the answers inside of you. We, we send you a blank workbook. You know, we don't <laughs> give the answers to you. You, know, you have to find them for yourselves. And it's, it's a really cool process. And the way that you describe, this was one thing that I was not expecting after healing. No, I was not expecting any of this. Right. But um, after like healing, the way that you describe, like, you know, you're, you're, you're good. And like, you're not like, you're just, you just are, you don't have any anxiety. You're just being right. Yeah, and it's a strange feeling. <laughs> it's really weird. It's hard to describe. I remember the first time I didn't have anxiety. I was like, something's missing. Yeah. You know? And you have that you're just calm, you're at peace, you're just chilling. And then something happens and you're like, wait a minute, right? So you're like a pond with no ripples. And then all of a sudden someone drops a rock in and you're like, wait a minute, where'd that come from? Right. And you can immediately or, or fairly quickly, you know, you get kind of better and better at it, but like identify what is it that made me feel this way and why? And sometimes it's just the knowledge itself that you're like, oh, I remember one time, like I like checked my bank account and then like, 10 minutes later, I was like, why am I so anxious? <laughs> right. <laughs> so then I was like, oh, I just checked my bank account. I'm a little worried about money. And then I was like, but I actually, I already have a plan for this, right? I already know what I'm doing. And so it was just that knowledge alone that was like, okay, cool. Like we got that handled. And, and then it's like gone. And it's, it's a really cool thing to be able to do. It's kind of like a, that's one of the things about like being healed is like, you have the superpower of, you know, and things won't always bother you, but you're always going to be a human being, right? You have this superpower of like, ah, oh, that like didn't feel good. Why? And what can I do about it? And what do I need to either say or do or take action on or think about? And it's, it's just really, really neat. Um, so I love the way that you describe that. And that is a, definitely an effect of, of healing, of mm -hmm. being still with no ripples and, and seeing exactly when something starts to kind of stir that up. It's so powerful. It's so fast. It helps you in your life in tremendous ways. And when you're, you know, you're not healed, when you're at like rock bottom or somewhere along the journey, it's just, everything is making waves and like it, you can't tell where anything is coming from. And so that mindset work, like the awareness, you're kind of sorting, you're saying, okay, like, okay, this is why this, this is why this, you're like really gathering all this data and like understanding this, this inner world. And it's really powerful. So that's, that's cool that that's where you started to see like, okay, like I'm starting to 
understand I'm starting to be in control and show myself mm-hmm. that I can be in control. That was like a huge thing for me. I like did not think I'd ever be able to be in control of my thoughts right. or anything like that. And then you start to gain that control, obviously seek more of it and get that understanding and that kind of power, right? You get this like power, this like confidence, like I can do this. So that's, that's really yeah. awesome, Bonnie. Yeah. When you can recognize the different things, um, like we talk about the inputs and things and something that I didn't even, I wasn't even aware I was doing, but like watching something on TV. (coughs) And I realized that I was getting really rattled about different things. Well, what I started to notice was, okay, a hospital scene would throw me because of my episodes with the heart attack and things. So the hospital things throwing me, bullies. And I didn't even realize I had an issue with bullies. But as I was digging through everything, I found that out. And so there were things that I started to avoid. And Hallmark and I became very good friends because I couldn't watch all those different kinds of shows because they'd trigger me. But yet you sit there and you get triggered, 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 and you're just sitting there miserable, but you don't know why. So it really helps you to start going, ooh, okay, that's not making me feel good. And so a lot of that mindset work really started to make sense of a lot of emotions and feelings and things like that. So yeah, it does. It seems like a small thing, but it's not. It was really important. Those little things add up and specific to TV, right? I use the example usually, I always pick on Shonda Rhimes. She's the writer of Grey's Anatomy and many other amazing shows. And I always tell people like, stay away from anything Shonda Rhimes does because she's so good that she's going to get you. And I remember watching Grey's Anatomy when I was in college and Brad would come home from work and I'd be like, you know, like (laughs) you're late. Did, did this really wild, crazy cinematic thing just happen to you? And they'd be like, were you watching Grey's Anatomy? And I was like, yeah, I was. And it was the season finale. So it was like extra um, big and bad. And it's, it's really, it's, so powerful to notice those little things that stir you up, right? Because you don't realize, you don't notice. And and Hallmark is a very safe bet for <laughs> for an input. Yeah. Be like, you're watching those boring old lady movies again. I'm like, yes, I am. <laughs> so. uh, Brad has an aunt that we, we actually used to live in her, uh, she had a little cottage and she lived with us for a couple of months. And she's like, just the epitome of like a Hallmark queen, like just popcorn and Hallmark movies all season, all day long. And uh, it's just, it's, it's a fun thing to do. And it's, it's one of those things, like if you're going to watch TV and movies, like they're very predictable, they're very sweet. They always have a happy ending. Like that's definitely the way to go. Um, As much as people hate on them, they're they're the way to go. But I gotta, gotta have the feel good stuff. Yeah, especially like this season. I love Christmas big time and specifically like the Hallmark and the Hallmark Christmas movies. They always just hit. They're just so awesome. Like this is the season for that. There's so much fun. Yeah. Um, my older brother makes fun of me pretty big time for that. But <laughs> <laughs> now I've still probably got some on my DVR from last Christmas season that I'm, I'm going to get to. But but yeah, I actually it's really calming for me you know at least if I'm gonna binge watch <laughs> binge watch Hallmark and and the nice thing is too then you don't really have to pay close attention 
you could be doing something else because you kind of know the whole storyline. That's but, the thing. You can jump at any point and understand yeah. everything. <laughs> so, so Bonnie, I do right. have just kind of one more question for you and then we'll wrap up. And it's, you know, what would you say to someone? And there's no pressure, you know, if you don't want to answer or if, if you don't have a perfect answer, but um, you know, to someone who doesn't believe that recovery is possible for them, you know, some people listen to our content and stuff and they're just like, you know what, like, that's great that you guys did it. But like, for me, like, I just don't think that, that it's possible. Do you have any kind of wisdom on that? Well, I can't say to everybody's different kind of trauma, you know, I'm sure that there are some people that think, this is like your stuff wasn't as bad as my stuff. You don't know what I've been through. Um, if that's the case, again, and you know, like I said, what do you have to lose? Get even if only a few of the tools will help improve your day to day living, like getting the anxiety under control. Um, learning how to calm down when you're triggered, taking a look at your mindset and figuring how, out how to turn, just find some positive in your day. You're not doing that now. So what's it going to hurt for you to try it? And then you might be surprised. And I still, you know, they need to, you need to do more things like this because people do need to hear but if you get in and you look in the community and you come to those Q and A's, you're going to see that everybody is having wins. Everybody's having struggles, but they're still making progress. And I can go back to when I started and see how far other people have come that have been doing the same journey with me. And we've all come. In fact, <coughs> you know, there's a couple that, have really, really had some hard times since they've joined. And where would they have been before the program? Um, you know, so you can just, it's just a, it's like a testament to how far you can bring yourself and how much you can heal, even if you're not fully healed, that then when that next big thing comes, you can handle it. And maybe it's going to take you a little longer to heal fully. But I mean, I'm looking at them and I know, like I can say a lot of what I was going through, I'm not living in that situation anymore. But it was still holding me back from living any real kind of life. Survival mode is not living your life. But I've also seen people that are in huge, huge challenges right now, and they're plowing through because they've got the program behind them, because they've learned to believe in themselves, and they know how to work through it. So, you know, what do you have to lose? I mean, it's not like we're sitting around happy, happy people. So why not give it a shot? I guess that would be my. That's awesome, Bonnie. Thank you for sharing that. And 
you know, you said it earlier, like you have this community of people that they get you, they understand you, you know, even though you don't know them yet, they've got your back. And, and you said it when you were just speaking here, like people just like you are winning, they're making progress, they're healing and, and also struggling. Right. And that's all going on. Right. So what do you have to lose by taking some action by, you know, leaning in. And I also love what you said, Bonnie, about like, even if, you can just improve your quality of life by 10%, you know, or 5%, like that's worth it. You know, that's worth starting to take, take some action and starting to Mm -hmm. try and, and, and kind of go, go down this path. So that's beautifully said, Bonnie, thank you for sharing that. Bonnie, thank you so, so much for being here with me. I know I kept you long, um, (laughs) but it was so, so excellent to be here with you. I'm so proud of you for everything that you've done and you continue to do. It's unbelievably inspiring to myself, as well as the entire community to hear you share wins on the Q and A's and in other ways to have you on BTU live. Like this year has been so much fun and you specifically and everyone who was part of the BTU live, I felt like we just developed such like a deep connection and that yeah. I had so much fun doing that. And then to see like you from day one and then have this conversation now, like, like I said, you really earned it. You put in the work and you earned it. And I want you to give yourself a big pat on the back for that because it's not easy. It's not easy the easy thing is, you know, sometimes in the short term, the easy thing is to, to drink and to do drugs and to numb and to run from this and to, you know, cope in negative ways. And, you know, it takes some bravery to step out of that and say, you know what, I'm going to try something different, try something new. I'm going to try something good for myself. Like that takes courage and that shouldn't go unnoticed. So congratulations on all that you've done, Bonnie. Again, thank you so much for being here with me and being willing to do this and being willing to share Uh, everything that you have today and you know we all thank you guys we thank you guys for your journey and for you know it can't be easy first of all to step out like you did in the beginning and say hey I had this journey you know most of us don't want to share that and um but I know you guys put a lot of work in and um it just I mean, you're giving people back their life. So. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And it's, uh, it's amazing to be in this position now. And you've heard me share before. I had to be convinced to do this at this level. And um, it's, it's worth it. You know, it's so special. And sometimes it's like, Oh, I have to tell the story of rock bottom again. Um, Mm -hmm. but it's worth it because it resonates and and there are people still there and people just getting there. And I'd like to catch them, you know, before that. Um, but thank you for saying that and for always being supportive and here and loving. It's amazing to be in the community, uh, with you and everyone else that's there. Like I said, it is inspiring to us. It's inspiring to me each and every day to hear those things. Cause I know that it's not easy. I know it's a, a tough journey. So Thank you for sharing that, Bonnie. You've been amazing. Uh, I love you. I believe in you at the very highest level. I'll see you around the community. And for everyone else listening, you can do this. Um, You can heal. Just start to take some steps. Bonnie said it best, right? What do you have to lose? You're not enjoying the quality of life that you have now. Start taking some different actions. And we're going to be to guide you. What if it works? What if it works? What if it works? I saw this shirt once. I think it was on Facebook. It's probably like a Facebook ad. And it said what if it all works out? 
And it just rocked my world because people normally don't think like that. You know, you're thinking Mm -hmm. of what if it doesn't work? What if I feel hopeful and then I get hurt? And like, what if whatever you're not, no, that's not going to happen. I promise you, we're here to guide you and support you. We're here, you know, with we're bumpers in the bowling alley. You're going to get to the pins. I promise you can't get in the gutter. We got you, you know? So what if it works that that's as it best, Bonnie. So thank you again. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll sign off. All right. Thanks. Bye, Bonnie. Thank you.